Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hey guys, Joe here with All Around Joe. First thing I want to do, because I always forget to do about it, if you guys want to interact with me or follow me on any of the social media channels, you can do so at All Around Joe. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at All Around Joe. So go ahead and give me a follow. I'll be happy to interact with you, hang out with you on those social channels. You can see what I'm doing, talking about on the daily, um, all the fun, interesting stuff that I'm always doing. (laughs) But let's see what's going on right now. I am trying a new product from GetSups.com that is the GAT GAT or G-A-T creatine product. I will let you know how that goes. I've only tried one serving so far. It's interesting because they have you take it directly or immediately post-workout and then again before you go to bed, which is a little bit different than the creatine products I've had in the past, but... We'll see what happens with that, and I'll keep you posted on all the results to let you know if you should try it yourself. That was the GAT or G-A-T creatine product they have there. And this week, I am getting ready for a competition called the Elysian Games. I'm part of a team of four uh, that are going to go ahead and do the Elysian Games. Uh, All four of us were on the regionals team in, let's see, 2014. Or 2014 regionals team that we had at Stoneway CrossFit. So pretty excited to get going on that. It's the first time in a while that all, or at least a minimum of four of us are actually healthy. So that will be exciting to see how that goes. Um, Although none of us have really done a competition for about a year. So we'll see what happens. A little bit nervous about it because I haven't done a competition for a while. It's the first time I have done much of competing ever since my whole adrenal fatigue issue has come about but it should be fun it's a big competition there's people from all over washington and even uh states around the area or surrounding states that are coming in to do the competition it's the second year they've done it and it's uh like i said the elysian games put on by uh, david israel who owns felix crossfit or crossfit felix down in the belltown area So he's really good at putting on competitions. It should be something that's fun to do. Um, um, If you're in the Seattle area, I actually recommend that you come check it out. It's going to be on this Sunday. That is September 13th, Sunday, September 13th. Um, Also the first Seahawks game. So go Hawks. But this podcast, jumping right back into the topic, is is titled Air Bike and Double Unders. So a couple movements that I've noticed that people have either issues with or could improve upon are the air bike and double unders. So I thought I would dive right into those air bike or double unders. The first is the air bike, and uh, here at Stoneway CrossFit, we actually were blessed with getting three assault bikes. We've been using the Schwinn Airdynes for the last year or so, which actually work pretty great, but they're not quite industrial strength. So you'll find that they fall apart pretty easily. If you only have a couple of people using them, no big deal. It's great. 
But when we have, you know, 10 or 12 people using them a few times a day, they start to fall apart a little bit. But hopefully that's not the case with the assault bikes. And the assault bikes actually are quite a bit harder. So like the resistance in the, is not as equivalent from the assault bike to the Airdyne. But they do feel like they, they run quite a bit smoother. So we'll see how that goes. But what I want to talk about with them is the positioning that you have on the bike in order to get the most out of it. So a lot of people will just hop on and get going. But if you're going to be doing long distances or even, you know, explosive efforts on this, you want to have the bike set up so that, or you set up on the bike so that it can perform the best for you. The first thing you're going to start off with is setting up the seat height so that you have just a slight bend in your knee. I find that most people that I see on there actually set the seat too low so they have quite a big bend on their knee so they don't get to fully extend the muscles of their legs and create all of that power that they have available. So make sure that you have just a, your leg almost fully extended, but well, not quite fully extended. There should be a slight bend in your knee, but it should be comfortable so you don't have to rock side to side, but that knee gets close to extended. Then you want to take into account the forward and backwards position of your body if you have that adjustment and, uh, or just putting your body in that position. So what I mean by that is if you slide yourself up further forward on the saddle, you're going to be more on top of the pedals. In that position, you're going to be able to engage your hamstrings more, whereas if you back further uh, from the pedals, then you're going to be engaging your quads more. It's kind of like thinking of yourself in a leg press when you do a leg press machine in the gym. Um, because of that positioning, you're engaging those quads quite a bit more than the hamstrings and the glutes. So if you want to adjust yourself or have the most maximum power on the bike, you want to be sliding yourself forward so you're on top of the pedals. But if you're going for a long distance, I've found that it can be a good strategy to adjust yourself so you might be far further forward for portion of it as, as long as you can handle and then sliding yourself back into the position where you're using a little bit more quads and when you're in that position where you're using a little bit more quads you're also having more ability to use your arms because if you're far forward then your arms are going to stay pretty bent when you're doing the arm portion of the assault bike or the air bike but when you're back further, you get to lengthen your arms a little bit. Unfortunately, your arms are not going to be the prime mover in the movement. They're going to be your legs, but they can help to make the movement easier. So when your legs start to feel fried out, you can slide your butt back, sit up a little bit taller, and use your arms a little bit more to give your legs a rest. So that's what I'd recommend doing is playing with the position on the bike from front to back and feeling what it feels like to use your body in a different way <clears throat> excuse me um, to create more power and to provide more longevity longevity for your body so that's the air bike training tutorial that I had for you today then double unders now this one's really tricky because a lot of people just feel like they get incredibly frustrated with double unders I remember being in that boat where I could do like one or two of them at a time but they really felt hard. It was not something that was fun to do. But at some point, it clicked in, and it just clicked, and it was like, okay, now I can do them. And then you get to adjust the, the weight of your, your handles and your rope and the style of rope that you use in order to do more and more double-unders. But I do remember getting incredibly frustrated when I just couldn't link them together properly. And then after being able to link them together, I remember being incredibly fr frustrated because my arms would get 
so pumped out that I couldn't keep doing the double unders. And I'm talking like forearms, shoulders, everything gets super pumped out. And I realized that if I was to use a lighter weight rope and that spun a little bit easier, I was, I wasn't getting the arm pump and I could just continue going. So the progression that I had was being able to do a couple of them to being able to do about 30 to being able to do over a hundred. So it kind of went in jumps like that. And I've noticed that people around the gym that are trying to get the double unders, the first thing that you want to think about is the positioning, right? So you want to make sure that your your hands are in line with your body so they're not way out in front of your body because that will tax your arms even more than they need to be. You want to have them just about right in line, uh, maybe just, just a little bit forward of your hips perhaps. Um, and then you want to have your chest up in a good neutral spine. You don't want to be bending too far forward, leaning too far back. And then you want to make sure that when you're jumping, you are jumping with your calves and using that stretch reflex when you come down to bounce up pretty darn high into the next jump. If you don't use that stretch reflex, then you're going to find that you're not getting high enough and you're wearing yourself out too fast. Then you want, you're essentially jumping extra high and you're spinning the rope doubly fast. So what I would actually have people do in order to start to get the rhythm down is with go without a jump rope and jump high enough to get a double under down, but just keep on jumping. Then air spin with your hands. So you're jumping high and air spinning with your hands to get the feeling. It's, it's the whole thing of like patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. It's hard to do. That's what double unders are. But eventually your body gets used to it and you can do it pretty much effortlessly. But you have to practice it. So you start off with this high jumping off of your calves, right? Using the stretch reflex, spinning in the air without a rope in your hands to get that feeling. Then you go ahead and add the rope into the equation where you're spinning the rope and trying to get the double under, but you're doing it in a different sequence. So I would start off with one, two singles, try double under. One, two single, try double under. One, two single, try double under. And after you get that, then jump into the double under, 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 and go from there. Because at that point, then you're going to have a good feel for what it feels like to be a double under, but you're probably not going to be used to jumping quite as high on every single jump. So then the next step is getting yourself to spin the rope actually fast in the double under and jump hard. Once you get this down, you can actually rest quite a bit while you're doing your double unders. And the only thing that's really going to burn out on you is your arms eventually, but it's quite a bit down the road once you're doing these efficiently. So in order to get this done, you have to put yourself into a routine. We talk about this a lot on shows. If you want to get anything accomplished, want to be good at, you know, CrossFit, losing weight, any kind of these exercises, you need to do them a lot. And what I've found is doing them every single time that you come into the CrossFit gym, as long as you don't have any kind of aches or pains from doing them, is a great idea. So set a goal for yourself. I recommend doing 50 or 100. Um, set it up like that. So when you come into the gym, every single time, part of your warm-up is to do 100 double-under attempts. 
okay? And those could include the drills that I just talked about. It could be just the jumping without the rope, and you count each one of those as a double under attempt, or it could be actually with the rope trying to do those double under attempts. But the key is to just get that number of, a, of quality attempts in so that your body is learning the movement. And believe me, it may take a couple weeks where you're frustrated as heck and you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing these, but then it's going to start clicking in. Your body will start to learn it. And before you know it, doing those 100 double unders as your warm-up is going to cause you to be able to do them pretty much whenever you want to. And then you won't have to do them in your warm-up. You can go move on to the next thing. But whenever the double unders come up, no problem. You got them. It's that simple. But you have to put in the reps, just like anything else, just like, you know, me recording a podcast. If you went and listened to my early podcasts, they really sucked. And I still probably suck a little bit. I mean, I've only been doing 50, this is number 51, podcast number 51. Um, but the more that I do it, the better I get at it, the easier it is for me to speak to, the, to you guys out there in, in computer, um, iPhone, iPad, whatever land, uh, but that's the key. You just got to do it. You got to think about it. It has to be quality. You have to put in the effort and you'll get the result out of it. So if you take that approach to everything that you're doing that you want to get better at, you will get better at it. And in this case, we're talking double unders and they're not that, they're not, it's not rocket science. Just get in there, get it done, do it. Let me know how your results are. If you have any questions about these things, you know, shoot me an email or like I said, connect with me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or not LinkedIn, <laughs> uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at All Around Joe. Connect with me. Let me know that you heard this on the show. Um, I'd be happy to uh, connect with you. Give me an idea. I'll run with it. I'll help you accomplish your goals and do anything that I can to help you get there faster. So this is all I have for the All Around Joe podcast today, this week. I look forward to speaking with you in the future, and I hope that you send me a message, connect with me on social media. The All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you on the next podcast. <laughs>